right, everyone, welcome to new season of Uncle Tony's podcast. We're going in a new direction this time, and with me today I have Henry Pearl. Hello, uh, my name is Henry Pearl. <laughs> as you just heard when I said it, as I entered. All right, yeah. So um, I got you here today. I want to ask you some questions. Mostly, I'm looking to capture a mindset or you know the things that you feel make you unique so anything you want to speak on about that um go ahead feel free it's a very informal thing yeah sure i mean i can just go i think the first thing that comes to mind when you talk about mindset is positivity like i am anxiously positive like Mm. i am constantly positive it's not in my control it's like an effect of the way I reacted to my environment growing up. Like there being any kind of negative like thing with my family or at school or whatever, like my my approach was always just like slam it with positivity. And that has that has flaws of its own. But overall I think it's benefited me a lot to be positive and it, it plays into a lot of parts of my life. And when you say anxiously, do you mean it's kind of like just a drive that you have constantly it's something in your mind that's like hey I should rethink the way that I'm thinking this is that what it is it's more that like if I'm not positive I become anxious Mm -hmm. like if I lean into it or spiral the opposite way that's like causes anxiety for me a lot of things have been causing anxiety for me recently like caffeine alcohol but like whatever it is if I'm positive then that's kind of like the cure for everything and not just anxiety but like I don't know all the smaller issues that are more real or like more tangible yeah I I do uh, I connect to that because I feel like a lot of people want to just bask in how bad certain things are rather than investing energy into improving it Mm -hmm. which I've always seen as the solution because if you kind of just sit around and you're like oh this sucks not only is it going to still suck, but in your mind, you're going to kind of spiral, like you said, and it just starts to bug you out. Yeah, some people like to soak it up. Like, I think there are people in my family who, like, love the feeling of being depressed or, like, mm. really enjoy making the decision not to get out of bed. Like, yes. and then they, they just eat it up. Like, it's, it's food for them. And I feel that myself sometimes, like, when I am depressed, that's like... It's so nice to not get out of bed. Recently, I've been waking up at, like, noon every day, and I'll stay in bed until, like, 1 or something. But eventually, I'm lucky enough for it to, like, I want to get out. And I want to feel the sunlight, especially because it's been kind of nice out recently in New York City. Now, okay, so what I think I'm hearing is that this is a a thing that I've been kind of looking into on my own. I basically think there's high energy days where you're able to do those things that you're always thinking, oh, I should go do this. And then there's kind of a low energy where you, you're you not able to go and do that stuff. What would you say is your go-to when you can't uh, you know, go out and be your best self? What would you say helps you recoup? Mm, I think like for me feeling... If I'm aware that it's a no bones day, if you will, do you yeah, remember that yeah. like TikTok dog or whatever, like they'd sit it up 
and be like, oh, are there, is there going to be a bones there? No bones and the dog would just like sink down. And right, like, yeah, no you bones. can't help it. Yeah. You can kind of just, you know that it's happening. Yeah, if I'm aware of it, then I can lean into it and have a really nice day by myself at home in the dark watching TV, right. eating ice cream. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm lactose intolerant, but it's like, let me <laughs> fuck it all up yes, for a day. Like a, give me the negative energy. Yeah, instead of like pushing against it, because I've done that too, where like I've been home doing nothing all day. I'm like, oh, I have so much to do, like so much I want to achieve. Oh, I want to start a, a podcast. Oh, I want to make an album by myself. I need to finish the album with the band and do the rollout. And there's so much going on. But if I can just be like, today... I'm just going to forget about that, which I can. It's a choice. So you don't try to force it? No, I don't try to force it. And I mean, I think as I'm getting older, I just turned 21. Like, I start to kind of look ahead and be like, okay, by a certain age, I want to have achieved a certain amount. And at the rate, and I question, like, at the rate I'm going, will I have that done? You know, like, I'll never know until I get there. Absolutely, yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's a very important thing, too, because... When I feel like when you're in that, uh, you know, bad uh, energy level, when you're when you're not really feeling your best, it's very easy to kind of just zoom in on this current problem and fixate on that one thing. And then on those, you know, you kind of just have to push yourself out. You think, okay, this is one day I've had, you know, I have the whole week ahead of me, I have the whole month, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that, yeah. that you're looking to. Yeah, I have like a problem where if I do the zoom in thing, I'm zooming into something huge mm-hmm. where it's like, Oh, I'm at home today and I'm not working on this massive project. Like for me, it most of the time it's creative projects that are like the mm-hmm. things in my life I care about. Um, and if, if I wake up and I'm stressing about how I'm not going to finish something that can't be finished in a day, it's like you have yeah, to break it yeah. down into small steps. So if I wake up and I'm worried about a really small thing, like Lark and I are starting a podcast and one day I woke up and I was like, I need to, I want to try making like a cover, Mm -hmm. like, you know, in like Pixelmator or Photoshop or whatever. So that was small enough for me to be able to be able to feel like I could do that in a day and I was excited about it and it was achievable because it was like a broken down thing. Mm -hmm. Some days I wake up and I think we need to get it out and it doesn't exist yet. Right, yeah. But stay tuned. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so it doesn't exist yet. So I can't get it out if it doesn't exist. You have to be able to break it down. And yeah. that, that can be a real bummer. And that can happen to me with all sorts of things in my life. So when you do come to something creative, you're like, okay, this is the time. I'm doing this right now. Do you feel it's more of a spur of the moment thing like that, where you just have the idea and you are able to translate it out or do you kind of just piece it together with all the things you think it should be to me it's all about vision some days I have a vision last night we made dinner I had a vision I knew exactly what I wanted to make and it came out so good mm. we had giggly pasta which is like this very like coral shape and mm. just full like I don't know what kind of tomatoes were those like vine right yeah, some vine ripe tomatoes. tomatoes. And, and like, I wanted Italian sausage, but like separated, like, I, and olive oil. And like, I didn't want it to be over sauced or anything. So, yeah, so I just knew what picture. I wanted. It came Perfect to me in my head. plate of pasta is just there in your mind. Exactly. So, because it was there in my mind, I was able to be like, I know the steps to do this. I yeah. know what I want. Yeah. Boom. 
some days. I mean, the way my band works is we kind of a lot of the for a lot of the year we just show up to mm-hmm. the studio mm-hmm. and don't know what we're gonna do that day, and that doesn't work as well for me because I don't have a vision. So yeah, if okay. I if I show up to anything creative with a vision, then I'm much more likely to be able to complete it. And if I try to attack something and I don't know what it's supposed to be, I don't know what the premise is, then there's no chance I'm going to even know where to start. Right, yeah. So, um, adding on to that, would you say, so let's say you come in one day, you're kind of, you you don't really have something in mind, but one of your friends comes to you with, hey, I got this whole thing, you know, laid out. Does that kind of empower you? Like, are you good at taking other people's things and, and turning them into something or would you say it's it's all kind of an internal process? Uh, I'm totally inspired by like my bandmates and the projects they bring to the group on their own because I think everyone shows up with ideas that they just started on their own like it's honestly more difficult to start something with multiple people. It's easier Absolutely, if one person yeah. starts something and then everyone can attack it. So that's a huge part of the process. I'd say that's much easier to like almost edit or add on right, to other right. people's things I think totally because everyone's perspective is so different when they with like my friend creates something in my band then I have a completely different perspective on it and I can see holes in it or I can see things that are amazing about it that I want to emphasize that they wouldn't have even realized so yeah being having a team is so important yeah like and I will always say that because on those days where I'm tired or don't have a vision, like they will. And that there's never a day where we all don't have a vision. And if there is one, which it does happen, then we just go get food. Right, right. And like go out and like go see a movie. Like, you know, you don't always have to be working. Like you can't force it. That was a phrase that I always said in soccer. Like you can't force it if it's not on. Like if it's not going to happen, don't try to make it happen. If it's happening, then put all your energy into it. Yeah, I feel like that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about. Um, and in kind of, you know, you, yeah, you just let it happen. It's it's more of a process, uh, I would say, at least for me. Um, whenever I do something, I, I'm actually kind of the opposite of, of your process where, uh, you know, I might have the vision of something that I want to do, but I find that my best work is just going in starting from scratch and just putting something down on paper mm-hmm. and that's what opens me up to the possibilities of here's how we can make this better here's how we can change this mm-hmm. stuff like that do you feel like when you draw that's what uh, that's absolutely like, yeah you so from nothing I, I mean I was always a doodler that's kind of where my passion for all this stuff came from mm-hmm. it's it was kind of a product of I just like to put down a line on a piece of paper and then as soon as it's there I start to see 18 different things that this line might yeah, look like. I totally so. get that. I've been um, drawing a little too. I actually have my ah, right here. Go. And it's funny what I've been drawing and I can show the camera too. It's like um, like outfits. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just like women's fashion. Yeah, I don't know. You want to put that a little closer? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or like, wait, I have one I like. That I want to share. I don't know, like, this is kind of. Oh. Some of these are kind of cute. I don't know, like, a little butterfly vibe. I mean, it's been done before. 
you know, but is it is it getting it? Yeah, yeah, that's, I think they can see. Yeah, but I don't think, I'm, I've never been good at drawing or anything, but there's something so nice about creating, like, in a new medium, yeah. and just being able to start with, like, a color or a line, and um, just go from there and not know what it's going to be. That's really refreshing, too. I think with my band, there's more of a pressure mm. to achieve something or accomplish something, like, if we have a record label that is expecting something or we know that like just from doing this for five or six years now it's like we know what the end product is going to be like there has to be an album so when you show up it's like make the album but if you think about it that way it's so daunting yes because it's it's too big of a task so that's why the teamwork is so important because it's that's what allows us to to you know break it down into little pieces you each get a different part yeah um, and so would you say that it's, would you consider yourself more of a specialist where you have this skill set and you try to see what you can create using that? Or the way that I see it is, uh, you kind of gather things from all your different little skill sets, uh, that you may not be the best in, but you have this knowledge of, let's say how to draw on top of you know what what you're already doing that you're good at yeah so as an individual i want to be able to do everything yes. like that's my desire yes. when it comes don't we to, all yeah when it comes to being on a team i think it's most important to know what you're good at and what you offer that's unique to the team mm-hmm. so my band i think well and i'll also say that in any team too like just being there and having your brain is always the most important part. Like whatever physical skills or production skills or musical skills in my case, cause I'm in a band that we're bringing, like having a brain and being able to make decisions and communicate and like fight for them. That's the number one thing. But yeah, I want to be able to do everything in the band setting. I think I'm more like specialized yeah, because that's yeah. what I bring to the team. Like, but we all push each other, you know, and we all want to be able to like one thing, for example, like making drums. Like I could never make drums. Like yes, for the first three years, I think we were recording together. Like if it was like, oh, we need to make drums. Like this part needs drums. Just I would never get up to do it because I mm-hmm. just didn't feel mm-hmm. like I knew how. But my friends pushed me and I pushed myself. And now like when I'm alone, I'll do that. And now I can bring that skill to the group. So yeah, it's important to spend time on your own honing your skills when you're in a group. So that you can bring it yeah, to everybody. So, so you, you go home, you try to see what you can bring that's new, and then you refine that when you're when you're with everybody else. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so satisfying to be able to say like, Oh, you know what? Like I just heard this cold play song and yeah, I don't wanna yeah. like steal the drum beat because I think it's so good. So I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. So I take the drum beat and I remake it, but it's a little different because I made it. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh shit, this would sound great in my song. And then I change it some more mm-hmm. and I like, change yeah. the sounds and then it fits in to like a laundry song. And it's, it's cool how you can just pull from anywhere and make things your own. Absolutely. And yeah. That's a really fun thing to do. So uh, another question I have uh, about the kind of creative process is do you, do you have one kind of specific thing that inspires you? Like every time you see, you know, a beautiful sunset, you're just like, I wish I could translate this beauty into something. Mm. Yeah. For me, my inspiration for music is dance. Mm -hmm. Um, Whenever I see people dance, 
whenever I dance, that is what inspires me to make music. Um, it's dance and friendship, I'd say. Um, but I'll speak more on dance. I think, I, so I play bass, and bass is all about the rhythm. And of course, I yeah. just feel like I'm not doing my job if people aren't dancing. Like, right, we, have, right. we have ballads, you know, that no one's going to dance to, but people are going to sing their heart out to. And, like, I can definitely, you know, do what I need to do on that song because we're translating something different. I'm okay mm, with that. Mm-hmm. That's so important as a bassist, like, to be able to play simply. But then on those songs where it's funky, like, I... I just don't want to hold back and I don't and that's absolutely yeah. that is what inspires me so much in the studio and performing live additionally like friendship has always been such a huge part of me making music like you remember Charlie Rappaport yes I do yeah. like he was my best friend growing up and we were taking guitar lessons together and we were in bands together and that was always so so important to me um, that like I had people to do it with and now that's my band Laundry Day and that transition has been really beautiful. Um, and I just, we do it for each other and we do it for our friendship and like that's what brought us so close and now we're all best friends and it's, I'm so lucky to be able to do that with them. Absolutely. But yeah, they inspire me to make music and other people dancing and dancing myself. It's just the best feeling. So I know music brings that to people. Yeah, so would you say that you do you ever worry about your message not being translated correctly when people hear it or when, you know, they apply their own interpretation? I don't worry about that at all. You know, I don't, I have no idea what people even get out of it. Yeah, so I can't yeah. be worried that they're getting it wrong. Um, but even if I did have that information, I wouldn't worry that people were getting it wrong because the intention is so messy and inspecific as it comes from a group of five where everyone's putting their own thing into it mm-hmm. it would be impossible for anyone to take out exactly what One I'm putting in nugget of message yeah, yeah exactly or they could but it would be their own it wouldn't be something Absolutely. that me as an individual intended I think my band has songs where we all kind of agree what the message is and I think those are our strongest songs where we're all in agreement on what it's about and what it does for us and then I do think that people take that same message out. So it's really powerful. Like you listen to like, don't look back in anger by Oasis. Like, you know, everyone might take something a little different from that, but for the most part, everyone's getting the same thing and it's what right. the Gallagher's yeah. wanted yeah, you to take from it. So that, that's always powerful, but I don't stress about anyone getting it wrong. Cause that just means the message is broad. Yeah. So do you think that, it, you know, when you're translating this emotion, are you doing it for some kind of self-fulfillment where you believe that if I'm able to get this out into words, it will help me? Or are you trying to help people realize themselves through what you're saying? I mean, that's been so satisfying. Like, fans reaching out and saying that songs have made a difference in their lives. Like, And that is just more something that keeps me going than something that drives me to do it in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't remember the question. Um, No, I think you hit it pretty squarely on the head. Um, It feels like you're kind of a, uh, I guess, an instrument, you would say, to to provide people with... with, uh, a background to experience their own emotions mm-hmm. and I, I think that's totally. one of the strongest things 
about art is that I could, you know, I could be feeling entirely one way when I put something down on this piece of paper, but then someone else is going to come along on a different day and they're going to take their own, you know, feelings and kind of work that into it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's, it's very powerful. Um, absolutely. Yeah. When other people can take their own thing. I mean, that's what I do when I listen to music. Like, Absolutely. Even the same songs will put me in different moods at different times right? in yeah. my life. So that's something that's really powerful about it. Is, um, yeah. is there any kind of emotion that you would say fuels you more strongly or it, it really comes out better uh, you know, when you're making something? When I'm making something, I think for me making music is really at this point tied in to my identity and my self-worth so that mm. constant battle everyone's going through of like imposter syndrome or like mm. trying to prove yourself or feeling like you're confident or contrarily feeling like you're not enough all that like human like center of gravity battle with yourself is coming mm. out mm. when I'm making mm. music because it's not a hobby for me it's it was but now it's my job, so it's intense, and yeah. I feel pressure. Um, it's really fun nonetheless. So rather than kind of uh, expressing one emotion, you kind of express yourself as a whole, you would say. Yeah, I mean, as much as I can. Like, I think I'll express myself just by playing the guitar and having it not sound good. Right, like, yeah. I can go and like learn an intricate line, but I can also just like playing made up chords because strumming a guitar like an acoustic guitar is so cathartic oh, yeah, to me yeah. so there are different ways to express myself but I do feel like making music is a kind of work and it takes focus and that's one way that I love to express myself you know after coming out of school and doing that for years where like, you show up and you do all the work whether you want to or not like yeah. obviously I want to do music and I love it yeah. and I love my friends but it is work and showing up to gigs and playing is work but, and it's exhausting, but it's also the most satisfying thing ever. So I put a lot into it, but I only get one thing out of it, which is, it, it just makes me feel alive. Absolutely. Yeah. So would you say that, uh, so let's say you're, you've just released an album, you're going on tour to promote it and, you know, play it, all that. Let's say you run into one of those kind of low energy days uh, that we were talking about. What would you kind of, is there anything you do to put yourself back into, you know, the way you feel best? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've had a lot of days on the road where even in the first week, I'll just start feeling ill or exhausted. Right, yeah. Because of all the adrenaline, it really has a way of catching up with you all at once, not mm -hmm. like oh, when I hit the sheets, I'm so tired. It's like, no, I'm traveling the world with my best friends. Like, when I hit the sheets, like, yeah. and I'm in the bed with my friend because we're sharing, like, a hotel room, <laughs> we're, like, having a great conversation and laughing, and it's a great time. But there are days where it all hits, and I just always try to remember what my man David Cook said to me once, which is, and he was our, um, oh, shoot, I don't remember what it's called. He helped us with our set um, and making it sound good. Okay, yeah. Our musical director is what it's called. Oh, David yeah. Cook, our musical director, and he said to us, like, it doesn't have to be you guys up there. Like, there are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of bands in America that are your age, that are just as talented as you. 
but you're the ones that get to go because you've had some luck. Mm -hmm. So when you're on stage, if you're feeling shitty, if you're feeling great, either way, you have to do it for them. Right, yeah. So I'm doing it for them. Wise words. Um, because it's such a great opportunity. It's the opportunity of my lifetime, and I'm having so much fun doing it. So on a day where I feel low, I just remember everyone else would kill to be there. And that Absolutely, makes me feel yeah. grateful again. Yeah, so um, so that feeling of, of you know something greater than yourself, would you say that that kind of puts you back in the right mind space? Yeah, I mean, it's huge. Like, this has been going on for decades. I mean, whenever something bad happens to us, we always laugh because it's like we're not the first band to get dropped from a label yeah. or like for yeah. a show to go poorly or like for you to drive all the way to Portland and then seven people show up and you're wearing scrubs on stage and <laughs> just feel like a gimmicky clown. But like, yeah, yeah. you just go and you do it anyway because it is bigger than you and you never know on both sides, like benefiting you and other people, like what one person seeing your show can do for them and what it can Absolutely. do for you, who they're going to tell that they loved it. And like energy is so valuable and attention is so valuable. So to make that trade, like our energy for your attention we want it to be good and we want it to be worth it for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's very important. Now, a serious question. Yeah. Um, what effect do you think that having such a powerful name has had um, on your work? Because <laughs> Henry is just like, <laughs> it's one of those names where you're like, wow, yeah. is that king? Yeah, exactly. That My parents always said, like, we're naming our children based on if it would sound good after the word king. So, oh, King yeah. Henry and King Gus. I think <laughs> King Henry sounds a little better. But, uh, um, it's a good name. I love my name. Henry's good. Pearl is good. Um, it means, what does it mean? Like, ruler of the home in yes. German? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've always been told. Yeah, Heinrich. I feel like, I feel like my ultimate goal as an individual, or just like, not ultimate goal, I have so much I want to do, but... Just the one, one place that I've goals. always been sure that I know I want to end up is I want to be the rule of the home. I want to have a family. Like, yeah, yeah. I think my Twitter bio is like future stay-at-home dad. Okay. And yeah. I, I would love that. Like, I love kids and I want to raise some one day, but getting a little ahead of myself. Right, right. Well, okay, so have you ever thought about, let's say you're looking at this, this child that you've produced in front of you. Have you ever thought about what you would tell them, what you would kind of impart your wisdom um, to this person? That's so intense. I've never <laughs> thought about it. I that. think about it all the time. Oh my God, what do I want to tell my kids? Oh God, I, this is a great question. I mean, so much, I guess. Like, But there's also so much to figure out on your own, and that's what... If you want one of mine, yeah, I can start off... Yeah, tell me. Um, one of the things... So one of the things that really bothers me about the way that people tend to raise kids is the fact that what we give these people as reality is not in fact reality. So we, we you know, we, we tell people things and it, it makes them feel better for now, but in the end, I believe it's kind of harmful. So. Mm -hmm. I want to tell my kid, listen, this is how you talk to someone that's bothering you. This is how you can open up to someone when you're hurt, you know, just all the different ways that you can 
be uh, you can make something greater out of yourself um, than what most people kind of tend towards, and they they only think that they can get so far. Um, How do you talk to someone when they're bothering you? So the the one thing for me that I always try to keep in mind, uh, I've worked a lot of like customer service jobs. Mm-hmm. When people are angry, it's often a product of something that they have noticed and that just keeps showing up for them. So if if something is bothering that person and they tell you and they're really just like slimy about it, you know, they're very oh, like, why, why are you doing this, you know? It's it's not you necessarily that's the problem. It's going to be something that's happening to them. So you don't want to repeat that pattern by just giving it back to them, mm. the same negativity. You want to yeah. try to either connect with them, see what's actually driving that. So let's say you're angry. You could be angry because you're actually frustrated because someone's not hearing you. And then the not hearing you is the biggest problem that they have. Right. So then you're like, I'm hearing you. Yes. And you make someone feel heard. Like you have to figure out what the actual problem is. The problem isn't that they're angry. They're angry because there's a problem. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, that's a great thing to teach your child. And that's the thing I try to do for myself all the time is like if I catch myself being in a super strong negative emotion, I try to kind of peel back the layers and see like, okay, why do I feel so shitty right now, you know? Yeah. And and often it's not as unobtainable as you might think. Yeah, it's but it takes work and it's kind of a skill. Like I go to therapy and I've gotten so much smarter about that kind of stuff yeah. in the past two years that yeah. I've been doing it. Because before, like, I'd feel angsty because it was COVID and I was a senior in high school. Yeah, right. and, I was spending every day with my parents and it was just like your life is being squandered and I'm like oh and I didn't know why and they were like how do you feel about like you missing your prom and your graduation and I was like oh I couldn't care less but right. I'm really mad the truth? but yeah. I'm really mad for some other reason I can't put my fingers on <laughs> and that goes back to like my toxic positivity or my yes. anxious positivity yes. like I just decide that I feel good about everything mm-hmm. before I even think about it mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I guess that's something I'd want to teach to my kids. Like, it's okay to be upset. Yes. And yes. if you are, the best way to deal with it is to understand it and to lean into it. Like, whenever one of my friends is, like, crying, I always tell them, like, cry. Yeah. If you need to cry, I'm not, I'm not like, shh, oh, don't cry, don't cry, don't cry. Don't cry. It's such a pet peeve of mine. Like, cry. Yeah. Please. Unless you're on an airplane. Right. Yeah. No. I, I would say... Um... I would say the same thing. I, I believe that negative emotions are just a very specific expression of one thing. So, you know, the same way that being happy is, is the product of, you know, all this, this stuff that, that is lifting you up. So, it, it even to experience a negative emotion is to have an experience, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And that's so important because... You know, it's like people always say there can't be darkness or there can't be light without darkness, happiness and sadness. They go hand in hand. Yeah, totally. It, it's like I I think I see happiness as like surfing, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. try to make this analogy make okay. sense. Okay, so let's say you're surfing and this wave is just going forever. You're just moving forward, but it fe- you're feeling the wind. Like that's good. That'll mm-hmm. keep you content mm-hmm. for so long, but eventually you'll get bored. 
And if you get bored, the only thing you can do is fall. And that sucks. Mm. That's like depression. That's like sadness, falling off your surfboard and waiting. Getting tossed in the waves. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and you get tossed. Going everywhere. Exactly. And then there's kind of this other period of waiting for another wave. And I think everyone is always kind of waiting for another wave, you know, in a way. Unless you're in it, you can either be in it or you're waiting. Yeah, exactly. But even as like your wave kind of starts to die down, you're already thinking about the next one. Like Mm -hmm. you need to swim back out and that sucks. Like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're cold, you're tired, but eventually you're going to catch another wave. And also, I don't know, I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie, so I just love the feeling of like being on that board and like just going for it yeah i think that made sense no no that that was a great analogy um now uh a question on the adrenaline junkie thing do you think that it gives you more pleasure to do something you know is stupid because i've seen this happen to me i Mm. love doing dumb you shit. like doing dumb shit absolutely yes. yeah i kind of remember that from middle school I bet like you do some yes dumb that's shit. A, a core personality <laughs> element of mine yeah i think um for me my adrenaline is really tied into it's really tied into like my massive ego <laughs> so it's all about like it's dumb but i can do it yes successfully yes. like i love like in new york city they're like the rebel mopeds like I drive those and I'm a little risky, but it's like, cause I think I'm so good at it. Yeah. So that's what's yeah. so satisfying is that I'm like weaving between cars and I feel like I'm invincible. Invincible, right. Yeah. I think that's a huge thing um, for me. So like it more, less so that it's stupid and more so that it's like difficult or yes. like unique in yes. that only I could achieve it. But obviously that's not true and I'm probably going to hurt myself accidentally. <laughs> Right. One of these days. But I love that. Like, even when I walk through my apartment, like, there's a pull-up bar. Mm-hmm. And ever since I was a kid, I'd always just, like, swing on it to turn yes. the corner that it's yes. on. Like, I just jump. Grab saying, I'm 21 years old now. I weigh, like, 160 pounds. Like, I every time I do it, it strains my, like, shoulders. <laughs> yeah. But I keep doing it anyway because I'm just, like, no one else in my family is, like, swinging. Yeah, um, yeah. So, like, that's me. That's my identity. I'm, like, the little monkey. So I'm just going <laughs> to swing, and even though it's, it is kind of stupid. So in that way, I love, I love some stupid, yeah. some stupid shit. Yeah. Or, like, getting stuff from high places. Oh, oh yeah. That gets that's me good, off. That's a good one. So good. <laughs> I mean, you're tall as fuck. So how tall are you? Um, six, six, yeah. No, I that's try. Right. Um, <laughs> I try. I grew it myself. <laughs> no, but isn't it just the best to just be like... It is, yeah. I I actually... So, the, the being tall one is interesting because mm-hmm. I get so much attention that I yeah. feel is kind of unwarranted. Yeah. You know, people always want to talk about how tall I am. Yeah, and it never it, stops. It pisses me off, yeah. Yeah, that's fair because you are tall to everyone. Yes. Pretty much. Yeah. So, I could see that being awful. Like, is there any respectful way to bring it up or is it just if anyone brings it up you're just kind of like I don't want to talk about it I would say the the thing that would make me the happiest is like rather than going down the line of questioning uh, you know did you play basketball all this kind of fake shit Mm -hmm. is just to say you're really tall that's cool yeah, that's cool. And then that's it. Just put a pin in it. Yeah, yeah right there. And then and that's the it's end like of a it. great compliment. You sure. Know, yeah. You know, I'm it's feeling true. empowered. Yeah. Do you ever meet people who are taller than you? 
Absolutely, and, and I fucking like? hate them. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I've always, like, uh, I've always looked for things that can change my perspective, and that's one of them, just because, like, I'm so used to this day-to-day experience of seeing heads. You yeah. know, I never see chins. So I, I'm <laughs> looking up at someone, that. and I'm like, this is this is what it is. Yeah, this person, to me, is the top of their Yeah, head. and I, I actually do kind of enjoy that feeling, because... It, it just, it's different to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure, your perspective is unique. Yeah, and another thing, too, uh, I love squatting down to be on the same level as someone and, and seeing things through their eyes. Mm-hmm. It's actually, like, surprisingly deep experience mm-hmm. um, because it, it's, you know, it's a little bit different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so I, I love that. Yeah, I feel like short, like, really short people also love being really short absolutely too, underrated yes. one of my best friends um he's on the podcast randini scamini shout out brother shout out brother um he is you know a petite man but his his range of skills is so vastly different from mine mm-hmm. that i we both enjoy it you know because he can do something that i wouldn't even think of of doing in my day-to-day life and he'll just be like hey watch me climb up this building to get on the roof. I'm like, that's so fucking sweet, yeah, you know? He's just an agile little fucker. Exactly, yeah. yeah and sure. he, he probably weighs, you know, 100 pounds less than I do. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I could pick him up. He could pick me up, which is, like, uh, a little confusing and <laughs> sort of perplexing. Yeah, um, totally. But, but just having that happen is, is such a fresh experience that I love it. Yeah, I, I it's so important to, like, be around people who are different from you. Absolutely, I yeah. Feel like that's really common to for people to surround themselves with people that they find similar. But I don't even think it's like possible in yes. a way because I think you'll find you're always gonna find differences in people around you. Yes. I feel like in my band, like we're all quite different in a way. Yeah. I mean, we're like a bunch of white boys who are like we're all like there's the same gonna height. be there's similarities. Yeah, yes. but. But I think, like, it gives me so much life to be around people yes. who I find so different than me. The, the one thing I always say is everybody knows something you don't know. So mm-hmm. whatever this other person you're meeting has presumably been doing with their time has all culminated into where they are right now, talking to you, and what knowledge they can provide for you. So I will stop and talk to anyone. It's almost like to a point of being bad, you know? Yeah. Um, but I, I really, I think that's something you can't substitute anywhere else. You know, getting a fresh thought that's not from your head is really, it's really rewarding, you know? That's how I feel about old people. Mm, yeah. Like, absolutely. my grandma, love her to death, Bobby Sue, shout out, shout out Bobby Sue. Um, I talked to her and... She moved into my apartment building recently. Oh, yeah. And she actually just moved out after a couple of years. But she was there and getting to spend time with her and hearing, like, her story of, like, she met my grandpa when she was 14, when okay, she was a yeah. freshman and he was a senior in high school. That's when they met and they were married a couple of years later. That is wild. That's... And then they spent their whole lives together. And then, and then he passed away, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And now she hasn't been alone since she was 14. Right, And it's, 
it's like she know in that way she knows something I don't know like she knows what it's like to be with someone for so so long and then lose them and then appreciate that and that's where I get from her to like really appreciate the people that I'm around and mm. she's amazing and so talented but like it's crazy it's crazy like that yes. is different that is not my life and like I don't know it's easy to be diminutive to elderly people because they kind of slow down a little bit as they get older but they really have so much um, information yeah and another thing that I always like to envision for myself is basically this person that I'm looking at could be me if I grew up in that kind of circumstance that they're in yeah um totally right you're gonna be old one day yes right so I, I never would discourage someone for having a different experience you mm -hmm. know because it's not it's not gonna do anything. yeah you know? I, that reminds me the other day I was walking I was uh, getting some free coffee at blank street because okay. oh yeah I just passed all yeah because we were lying about working there <laughs> and um and I saw these two old people like talking to each other and laughing and I had this thought which is so awful but I was like what are you even talking about like what are you laughing about no one cares what you think you're old like it was pretty awful of me but it was just a thought that came into my head for whatever right yeah. subconscious reason that I feel that way but then I was like that's all life is is just talking to people about nothing or yes, something yes like, and you and just find things to talk about and you enjoy each other's company and you, then you die and like it's okay yes. to just do that and I, you don't, I don't have to feel angsty at these two old yeah, people for enjoying right. themselves. Yeah, because every experience is a human experience, basically. That's that's the way that I also like to think about it. Um, can we pause for one second? Yeah, sure, okay. absolutely. Um, I, all right, so um, on the topic of expanding perspective and, and trying to get new stuff in your life, what do you think is one at least one thing that has really changed the way you think. Mm. Changed the way I think. Growing up and playing sports mm. and feeling like that was my world and then transitioning into kind of finding my people a little bit more, like more of an artsy crowd like, I always felt like I was making this big change. But the truth was that I was being true to myself the whole time. Yeah, yeah. And that's what changed the way I think. Realizing that my identity is more than just my surroundings. Absolutely. And that there's more to me than exists in a certain group of people mm. that's already there without you. And that bringing that to that group is a good thing. Yes. And it's not something to be afraid of just because you're different. So yeah. to anyone listening, I'd say if you feel like you're different, I'd say that's a good thing. Be different. Be different. Come um, on. And make some, some banging ass music. <laughs> yeah. Let's um, go. I don't actually know if this is on Paul. I'm just... I think we did. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you think that... Do you think that the people you keep around you bring out something different in you? Yeah, everyone. Everyone brings out something totally different in me. Um, I think, like, I feel like you... I'm just going to, like, go through people in my life. Sure, yeah. Like, there's a boy in my band named Jude. He actually went to my elementary school. Yeah, you know Jude. Yes. Oh, that's yes. great. 
I went to his production of, uh, I think it was Alice in Wonderland. No way. Yeah. How was it? Uh, it was great. I, f I forget what part he was, but uh, it was really funny. Um, and I, I just remember being like, that's cool. I know that, that, that is you know? so funny. Yeah. That's great. I'll have to talk to him about that. It is a small world. Yeah, so it is. Right. So, like, 100%. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, he is such a confident leader that he brings out, like, the follower in me and like yeah, the yeah. faithful in me like I have so much faith in that man and his ideas and his procedures so like and I think being a follower is a really important skill mm -hmm. not like an identity I don't feel like I'm that's who I am but but to to take what someone's telling you and to say hey yeah this is a great idea uh by the way this is how uh this is what I'm thinking would make yeah it better. yeah totally and like collaboration is so important with us yeah Definitely. Um, I think everything in our group is uh, better when all five of us are on board with it. I think it's like kind of the greatest common denominator situation. Yeah. Um, do you do you think that in terms of your band, do you think it started with you guys coming together and then you developed chemistry or did you have chemistry and then you all came together? You're like, hey, we should... I yeah. think uh, I th that's a hard question because I feel like socially we started with chemistry, mm -hmm. but in terms of working together, I think it definitely felt natural always, but has grown and grown and grown yes. and is still yeah. growing for sure. Like I have huge goals for what I want to be able to achieve with these boys and grow with them together. Like I remember when the band started, it was kind of just Sawyer and Jude working on one of Jude's songs. Like that was the dynamic, and there was just a bunch of us like freshmen watching like yes, there were like yeah. probably like 15 kids in that room watching these two ah, yeah and then it just kind of formed because me and the other two guys in the band were the ones who could contribute mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i don't know that's just what it was but it was it was always such a good time yeah uh, and there's always been friendship but the chemistry is constantly yeah growing and i and we find ourselves in situations we just never thought we'd be in where like chemistry is important and we learn to kind of work together and also like how to mess around together like yeah, i remember right. one time at a like at a tiny little festival of sorts in queens like we were bored so we all got in a in a um what's it called like where where you take a shit at a festival like the oh, little porta potty yeah the five of us got into a porta potty <laughs> and like smoked a joint together and I don't Naturally, know if you call that chemistry, do. but like, I don't know. It's There's a, a lot of people I wouldn't do that for. So. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know? So it's just, there's so many fun experiences that we go through together and that brings us closer and it just helps us develop a language. Yeah. Because um, now if we're making a song and we want to be like, oh, let's make the song sound like you're five guys in a porta potty smoking a joint together. <laughs> then that's a, something the five of us understand. Draw, so, yeah. yeah, so the communication and the shared experience definitely like creates chemistry that yeah. didn't exist at first. And, and now to relate this back to the question I was asking earlier as the, the different parts of yourself that you see in other people, do you believe that being with these specific people makes you almost more of yourself? You know, where each person draws out one thing and it all just kind of comes together. Yeah. I, I do. I think who I am becomes more defined because I don't have to be everything everywhere. Yes. You know what I yes. mean? Like, as I was saying before about skills, like as an individual, sure, I want to do so much, but 
who am I like if I'm like half of a producer and half of an engineer yes. and like half of a guitarist and like half of like an outgoing person mm. when, when I'm with mm. my band I get to be like a full member of a band yes you know yes. I get to be a bassist which is yeah. like such a simple thing but so important to me and I get to be like a brain and like yeah I think that being part of a group I mean it's been such a major part of my life like before I know it all I've been in this band for half my life you know yeah, right. I mean right now it's it's like I've been in this band for almost a third of my life God damn. and one of the most important and easily the most so. important third yeah, of my life right and it's the third of my life that's shaping everything so if I was someone else then it wouldn't have shaped it but I am who I am because of my band so in that way yes I mean and it's helped me kind of bloom in so many ways too like I've come to care so much about things I didn't know that I did before like yes. for example this is silly I always I always make fun of myself when I say this because I'm like as you can tell but I love fashion right yeah, um, yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know not just on me but like admiring it on other people and like all those like get ready with me TikToks like I'm kind of a sucker for them even though they're pretty stupid right, yeah but like because I love fashion and I never would have put any effort into I don't know if you remember how I dressed in middle school but I did not give a fuck at all I would, I would say the same I probably, would wear yeah. whatever I wanted to but what I wanted to wasn't based on anything other yes. than just what was at the top of my drawer yeah. and I feel like through dressing in a way that makes me feel really good and like myself I'm able to be myself fully personality wise like I'm able to be outgoing and like fabulous in my yes, own way yeah. or like quirky or sexy or silly and just like feel comfortable because I know when you look at me you're getting the whole picture of what I want you to be seeing so yeah. and that all came from the band because I mean we're we're like in and I mean this in a positive way and in a productive way but like we're attention whores you know like that's like <laughs> yeah, right. the gig like we want people to pay attention to us that's like the commodity yeah. in a sense so um not in like a messed up way but just as a member that, of, that's just of what it is trying to be someone who's very widely perceived exactly yeah I'm trying to be perceived and it's easier to do when I feel like I'm really being me making oh like yeah, I'm not yeah. putting on a show I mean in a way yeah I'm not really putting on a show like oh this is that Henry Pearl show so you're, you're making a statement but the statement is this is the, this is yeah. the kind of person that I am exactly and in multiple ways uh, personality wise and like aesthetically too yeah and I think that it gives anyone who's paying attention confidence if I can radiate confidence yes and yeah. I think that's actually valuable like for people to see Absolutely. it and believe it and then hopefully I want people to bring it into their own lives so that kind of goes back to one of your questions about like what I want people to take from the music. Right. If people can take confidence from the music, then I think that's great. The confidence to be exactly yourself and yeah. do whatever it is you want. And to even yeah. just it's begin important. to think that maybe being who you are is more than you're letting yourself think about. Like yeah. experimenting. I think being yourself is about going over the line and then figuring and out that's where, where you're you comfortable. see where the line is. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. You have to push it. I think everyone would be happier if they pushed themselves more. Yeah. Um, so, I believe that kind of touches on, like, comfort zone. So, mm -hmm. it, 
do you find it easy to break out of your comfort zone and to be in a new environment that's like a little scary and a little bit questionable, you know? I find it so valuable to push yourself out of your comfort zone that doing it makes me feel comfortable in yeah, a way. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh shit, this is going to be hard, but I'm going to grow. That's great because, Absolutely. you know... I really want to grow because, like, I don't walk around thinking I'm the shit. Like, I want to be great. I want to be better. So in musical situations, in social situations, whatever I get myself into, like, I've been working at a wine bar. It's, like, it's uncomfortable, but, you know, yeah. So in a way, I'm comfortable not being in my comfort zone, which I think is amazing. But there are also going to be other ways where I've never even thought about pushing it. Yeah. And yeah. that is where the work is, I guess. But also just figuring out what those things are because I don't know what I don't know. Right, yeah. No, that's very true. Um, and, yeah, I would say I feel the same way, um, the, the same way that expanding your perspective gives you an entirely new branch of, of thoughts that you can have or a branch of things you can do. Um, and... I think that to to expand your comfort zone is to almost become more of a complete person in yourself because now you know how you would act in this situation. You know that you might be able to redeem yourself if you're like in a really bad spot, you know? Yeah, that's so great to be able to like take something big that you're worried about and just figure it all out. Yes. That's a great feeling. Yes, I would say that's what we're all kind of striving for, you know? Nah. But if you do figure it all out, then there's always going to be something else. Yes. To figure out. Yes. And and even even to be comfortable with that is, is a major thing. Yeah. And if you're not comfortable with that and you do happen to figure everything out, then you're screwed because if you just feel like everything is figured out already then you're going to get so depressed. Yeah. Because if you feel like, if you have enough money or whatever to retire and you decide that I'm just going to sit in bed all day for the rest of my life, like, you're going to be so sad. Like, everyone needs something to do, some way to be productive. And I, I, like, I'd say that being in my band, there's so much stuff that we do that makes me feel productive, but I've grown into a place where I feel like I need to do stuff on my own too. And I don't think that's any sort of divergence from Laundry Day. I think that's just more about me figuring out who I am outside of the band. Yes. So I can bring a stronger version of me into yes. the band. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, shoot, now I, I had a question that was really good, and uh, <laughs> it's evading me right now. But, um... That's okay. It, it's so... I have a terrible memory. Right. My memory yeah. is shit. It's constantly, and it works great because my girlfriend talks a lot. Right, right. Like, in, in a, and I mean that in a very loving way. I feel like that came off kind of <laughs> condescending. I mean, like, she's hysterical and she's a storyteller. So, like, if she has another, if she's told me a story before, I might not remember. Yes. I, well, we were talking before this about uh, having some kind of ADD or ADHD. And basically, my view is everybody kind of has these issues, you know. Um, but I think there's there's certain people that are comfortable focusing on one thing. You know, some people are really good at sitting down and doing one thing. Mm-hmm. I I believe I kind of see in you the the need to do a bunch of different things. Hundred percent. It's okay if you don't finish mm-hmm. because you will have still gained something along the way. A hundred percent. Like, and I felt 
I've spent a lot of time feeling really negatively about that, like, not finishing side of yes, it, like, being yes. comfortable not finishing. But you're right. Like, I love how you put it. That made me feel really good about it. Like, yeah. saying, like, I will have gained something from it anyway, which is totally true. But there's something nice about finishing things. But I need people to hold me accountable. Like, I don't really feel like I exist if I'm alone. Mm, that's, yeah, that's a very, um, it's a very deep thought that goes... I would say the way I like to think about life as a whole, this is what I tell myself, the extent of your being is all of the impacts you've had. So every first impression, every memory that someone has that's very fond of you and they can picture it exactly, that will be your legacy. You know, let's say if you if you just stopped existing right mm-hmm. now, right. you would have these people yeah. that, that know you yeah. and that is a part of you. Yeah, totally. Like the collective conscious mind. Yes. It's so yes. it's such a real thing and oh. it's like the in a way it's the only thing that matters. Yes. Because nothing matters. I, and I when I say that I mean it's all gonna go away. In the away. grand scheme of things. Yeah, in yeah. the grand scheme of things nothing matters. Like your mortgage matters, your food matters, like the people in your life matter, but it all goes away. So the only thing that really exists is temporary. So you have to be able to appreciate everything that's there yeah so let's say okay this is a a pretty big hypothetical but what would you do if you were if you just knew that you were uh, like you were alone just completely starting from today would you be discouraged by that or would you say hey this is the free time I finally wanted to do this weird thing that I really didn't want to spend that much time on yeah I mean well, just to be clear, what do you mean by alone? Like, last man on earth kind of thing? Or, like, just no one in my life? Yeah, I would say, like, like let's say everybody on the street becomes blind to to seeing you. You know, you might be there, but they won't yeah, okay. perceive you in any way. Do you still... Do you still take refuge in yourself? I don't know. And I don't know because... I have never thought about it because everything in my life has always been based on people around me. Yeah. So I have no idea what I would even do. Well, I know you were talking about That's COVID. horrifying to think of. <laughs> yeah, yeah, COVID. COVID, well, you're right, I mean, to bring up COVID, because during COVID, I made more music on my own than I ever had. So, right, yeah. Like... So it, it brings something out in you that only you can bring out. Yeah, 100%. So I would like to think, if I were alone, so to speak, that I would spend all my time working and doing things that I loved and like enjoy myself and I probably smoke a lot of weed and like have bad habits yeah but like but just yeah if there was no one around I would probably do so much right yeah right and what about you so me personally I I went through a big phase in my life um, I wasn't very extroverted uh, for I'd say most of my life I was very kind of cagey on who I talked to because certain people react to me in a very strange way like people sometimes just cannot handle my genuine self Yeah. and I used to be bothered by that because I thought that that made me a less desirable person mm-hmm. but I realized uh, I had a lot of alone time over COVID similarly and I just spent all day you know talking to myself and Mm -hmm. 
it it became this very uh, I would say when when something is both positive and negative, you know, you kind of you need it, but it's it's destroying you. Yeah, at the you're same getting time. something out of it, but there are consequences. Yes, yes, yeah. that that's what it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And what for, would you talk to yourself about? For a long time, it was very negative. I remember very distinctly this period in my life where it was all like, Fuck, "You suck! Mm-hmm. Like you're never gonna get better, and you're always gonna feel like shit." And that that would just haunt me so so much mm-hmm. that I I really felt like I wasn't able to do anything. Damn. But the the this, the moment of freedom that I found was I was uh, you know I was just out you know, by myself, and, and I start laughing to myself, and I'm like, like, you know, that one part of me is like, man, this is fucking crazy, like, mm-hmm. you were sitting in the middle of the woods, talking to yourself, and, and, and laughing, mm-hmm. and then I was like, wait a second, maybe that's not a bad thing, you know, maybe the relationship that I have with myself is what builds all of my relationships with other people, so mm-hmm. I've, I've realized that and I've started working to to express myself the most you know genuinely I can. Uh huh. Um, I mean that's great. Uh, that's something I've always admired about you, like yeah. how I didn't feel like you were putting on a front for new people. Like you would just go in and be yourself. And like I think I think you would have you know not struggled with like people's reactions to you as much if you were doing this thing everyone else was kind of doing where you're like you go in really easy mm-hmm. but I just think that's not who you are so I think you've done yourself and everyone who knows you and sees you and says I want to hang out with that guy like you've done all of them in yourself a service by being yourself because you're so funny and crazy and unafraid so Thanks, I man. yeah of course that's how I feel about you that's why I wanted to do this right right yeah so um, I think it's great and like but I do feel for you and I feel for like a young Henry because that is well that's tough to be in that situation where like some cute girl is like like what yeah yeah right and you just feel like the worst person on earth yeah but then you like go hang out with like Saeed or like yeah right accept it and like it's a good time absolutely yeah um it it's it's a thing for me that I think when you put on that front not only are you sort of like not lying but just in a very small way deceiving people you know by not by holding back a Mm -hmm. little bit yeah and when you do that you also kind of lie to yourself you know you you act as though you didn't have a problem with something if even if you did have a problem with it it's definitely acting i don't think it's problematic though i think Mm. it's fine i I think that, like, the world is a place where you don't want to accidentally, like, hurt someone. You know what I mean? So, for me, part of it is, like, and also myself. It's, like, it also comes from insecurity. Like, I don't want to be rejected. So, both I'm trying not to offend people and not trying to get rejected by going in really easy and being very matter-of-fact and, like, charming and trying to get people to like me. Yeah. Like, that comes very naturally to me to be like, oh, like, how are you? Right. You know I mean? yeah, it's like, yeah, that's yeah. why I've been doing, like, a job is waiting because, like, it's so easy to just, for me to show up and be that person mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm equally insecure that, like, 
that who I actually am is too much. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. So, but I think it's just a way of life. It's like a protection. Well, uh, so an idea I learned in psychology is this idea of cognitive dissonance. Mm-hmm. It's basically every time you have two opposing ideas in your head, you start to get a little bit of, of static between those you know, two things. What yeah. I think I am, what I would like to be, and what in reality I am. Yeah. If, if you keep expanding the distance between these two things by developing your kind of fake self or like your acted self, mm-hmm. you just become farther and farther away from, from saying what you actually feel. And I think that can be harmful. Yeah, I feel like my, where I'm harmed is that it's not that my idea of myself is moving further and further away, it's that my reality is moving further and further away than, like, my idea of what I am. Yeah. And I don't know how I would explain that or, like, give details or examples of that, but that's just, like, what I feel like happens that gives me cognitive dissonance, is Mm -hmm. that I believe something about myself, and over time I just play with it. Yes. But I never stop believing that about myself. Like when you're 12 and you're like, oh, I'm never going to do drugs. Right. Or yes. whatever it is. And then like you experiment, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm still that you guy. Still, yeah. But it's not true. So there's like catch up to do. But I also feel you about like putting on a fake self, especially if like these relationships become important to you. Yes. With someone. Like if I think about my band and my relationship with them and my like, what they're perceiving and what I'm putting out, like, is that exactly who I am? I mean, it's hard to say. Like, are you ever, you know, exactly who it's you are? It's a very tricky thing, yeah. It's a totally different thing, and I notice that when I'm with all four of them versus any one of them individually. I'm a little more in my shell because I feel like that's my role as, like, a bass player is to be a little more reserved yes. when I'm around everyone. But each one of them individually knows yes. me. Yes. The fucking psycho that I am. Right. But but, but you kind of... I, I think it's not bad to, to save a part of yourself for later. Mm-hmm. You know, you kind of just put off... Um, acting the way that you might want to act in yeah. order for... You know, in order to reach a, a goal... Uh, I, I don't think that's a problem at all. I think that's normal. It's like, uh, you know, it's like we were saying, you're, you're going to be a slightly different person based on whatever context you're in. But, um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's very, it's a very slippery slope because you could kind of easily fall into this, uh, disingenuous version of yourself and, Doing that, I think, like, okay, here's what I'm I'm thinking of. It's normal. I would never talk to anyone the way that I talk to myself in my own head. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of the times, it can be very negative, and I, I think that it's my job to filter that out and yeah. to not uh, put that negative energy into right. the world. But do you ever feel like it's also your job not to speak to yourself that way, or do you just see that as how it is? I well. That's interesting. I That's what my therapist always says to me. Like, if I'm being hard on myself, she's like, are you, would you talk to someone else that way? Yeah. So, like, how would you talk to them, talk to yourself the way? Not that it's so easy, but I'm just, like, saying, do you ever think about that? Well, yeah. So, I, I do, um, I, I work on this now. Um, I've also been through therapy, and this is what sparked my interest in psychology. Mm-hmm. And 
basically, I, I realized that, yeah, you can change the way you talk to yourself. So if I catch myself getting into this hole where I'm like, you know, just piling it on, you know, like I, I didn't do this thing and it's, you know, I'm a bad person because I didn't do all these other things. Also. Yeah, sure. And then I just, I just really quickly check in and I go, well, yeah, but here's maybe a reason why I wasn't able to do this. Here's, here's why I'm, you know, failing. You know, here's uh, a good thing that I did, you know. Just anything you can do to shift it momentarily away from that negativity really helps you to break out of that cycle. Yeah. Um, I find, like, a very specific use of talking to myself that way. Mm -hmm. I've been experiencing a lot of anxiety recently, and it's pretty new for me. Um, And it's, like, physical anxiety, so I feel like I'm going to throw up or my tight or my, my tight. My chest is really tight, or like, I think like my temples hurt, and I think oh, like yeah, I'm gonna yeah. have like some. I just get this anxiety that I'm just gonna drop dead. Yeah. Um. So what I do because <laughs> it's so insane, is that I talk to myself that way. I'm like, are you a fucking idiot? Are you so dumb? Like, think about what the the article would say. Kid dies on train for no reason. Like, right, just being do- so anxious. Yeah, kid dies from anxiety. It just doesn't exist. You're being so dumb. So that's why I say to myself, you're being dumb, you're being dumb, you're so stupid. Like, And that like kind of hammers me in a way that really helps me. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird because I would be ner- I would be worried for me if I was speaking to myself about like about my career. If I was like, oh, you're... Wasting your time, you're 20... Like, I don't talk to myself that way about my career, but... Yeah. I mean, I'm hard on myself, but in a gentler you. way, I'd yes. say. Yes, okay. So, do you think that there is a separation between those two attitudes? So, do you think that there's the hard-ass Henry that kicks in when you need it, and then there's the soft Henry that kicks in whenever you need it, but they're different, like distinct different or is it all a piece of one thing uh yeah i think it's like it kind of feels like the tide to me Mm. where like sometimes i'm low and sometimes i'm high and it's also kind of like a light switch because i have control over it like pretty much so i think it's i want to say it's two separate things but i can't right like it is they're both me but it feels in my head like they're functioning as two different things i can call on them when I need them to, because we're, it's kind of like they're teammates. Right. Like yes. they're working together, but they're different things. Yes. Yeah. That's what I'll. And, and I would say it's definitely important, uh, you know, on a team to have somebody that can really be the hard ass and really say like, we should shut this off and, and do something important. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I think it helps. I think that speaks to my role in my band, actually, like something I've really taking charge in is like rehearsing mm. and being like okay we're running it again we're running it again we're you running it again everyone, yeah. and it's this part of me where it's like I'm not being nice anymore I'm not being the person I was describing earlier where I'm making you feel good all the time yeah. because I'm trying to get to know you it's like no I know if we want to be great we need to run this song 15 more times by the end of the week or whatever so yeah. we're gonna do that and is that okay with everyone? Right, right. <laughs> like, you know, but I'm not really asking. Can, can they deal with, with your hard assery? They appreciate it. I yeah. Think. Because it only comes out then. Like, the rat, 
And it sneaks out in other times and it's out of place and everyone yes. looks at me funny. Yeah. And I'm like, oh yeah, that was inappropriate. That didn't make wrong sense. Place, wrong place, I didn't have the right to tell you what to do in yeah. that moment. But Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Um, but it definitely comes out and it's useful. Like you have to be able to be hard on yourself. Otherwise Yes, that's that's discipline. Yeah, otherwise you're never gonna get back on the surfboard, if you will. Yes. Yeah. The previously mentioned surfboard, you're never gonna swim out to catch a wave. If yeah, hard on yourself. Yeah, no, um, that's something I read. Uh, David Goggins' book. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he talks about basically he wasn't in control of his life at all. And you know the the thing about David Goggins now is that he is the most in control person that I've I can think of. You know. Wait, what book? What book did he do? It's uh, Can't Hurt Me. Can't so, hurt me. Okay. He, he turned his life around from an abusive childhood and, and being, you know, struggling with all these mental burdens. And basically the way he freed himself from that was telling the hard truth. So if you know what the, if you know what the real thing you want is and the real way to achieve it, you have to, you have to like push yourself out the door and, and make sure you take that step, at least one step, mm-hmm. to get to the place you need to totally. be. Totally. Because yeah. also, like, as soon as you take one step in anything, it's so... You want to take five more. As soon as yeah, you get there, yeah. often, like, going to the gym or whatever, like, it's not hard. Like, putting on... Getting your... Going to the gym isn't hard, but, like, collecting your gear and leaving your apartment yes. it's hard like yes. deciding right. to do it yes so i totally goggin sounds good because like if you can just make that first step then your whole life is going to be a lot easier yes and it's... that's something that reminds me of something interesting about my band because i'm just like trying to bring it back to the band absolutely yeah some people might want to hear about it's that like when you make your first album you could do that for whatever reason you want Mm-hmm. But as soon as it's out, every other album you make for the rest of your life is for a different reason than the first one. The first one's like, oh, I have this music in me, I need to get out. Then after that, for the rest of your life, it's different. It's like, I need to prove that I'm better than I was. Uh, yes. Over and over again. Yes. Oh, you like that? I hate that now. This is good. Like, yeah, right, right. I'll listen to my old music. I don't hate it. I never would say that I hate it. But, but I listen to it and I'm like, I find it juvenile. Yes. Just because it's a younger version of me and my friends. So it's like, we have to go put out something new. And the only time we would ever stop is if what we're making isn't better. Mm. Like if we make mm-hmm. a magnum opus and then we go to make something else and it's like, it's just not as good. That's when you know it's time to stop. But until then, it's like, we just need to keep pushing forward and pushing forward. Yeah, yeah. it kind of went off there. No, but, I, okay, so do you think... Do you think that's something that's real to you? Like, is that something you think about all the time? Um, is like, I need to be better than my old self? Yeah. I, yeah. Now, do you, do you think there's any merit in the old version of yourself being worse? So you only have this much space, if you will, to create something that's as good as you possibly can? And what you do with that basically defines, you know, it, it, it's what makes it good, right? Yeah. Well, I think there's my, you know, there's my value that I add to the world, whether I realize it or not. So through everything that's happening, everything I do, if I look at like a, a ninth grade 
Henry Pearl. Yes. He's contributing to his community in a way that I'm not aware of, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. But intrinsically, like, he has goals, and it's my job to achieve them. So, however, I need to grow to achieve that is my job. Yeah. To myself, and I owe it to myself. So, is there merit to him? Like, probably, but I don't know what it is. And it's not really my job to worry about it. I'm just trying to be true to him yes and grow in the way that i wanted to grow and continue to want to grow and achieve what i want to achieve and make what i want to make and meet the people and do the dance and whatever yeah yeah so is there merit to him yes and is there merit to me that i'm not aware of probably yes but um but i don't feel like i have control over that part like the part that's good isn't the part that's getting anything done Yes. Because the part of me that's getting stuff done is the part that I'm consciously trying to grow. So, yeah. like, can a, can a ninth grade Henry get stuff done that I want to get done now? Well, like, he didn't. Right, so, right. No, I guess. But but do you think that, you know, that, that lifestyle that you lived before, you know, all, all the things that you would do to make you happy because you weren't even aware of this whole branch you were about to go down? Mm-hmm. I would say that's what makes that person themselves, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that is an essential part of you is that, you know, that this is what you were before you realized you wanted to be something else. Yeah. I think that's important. I agree. I mean, I think it's beautiful. It's honestly making me emotional to think about because I had no idea and I was so happy, like showing up to freshman year of high school. Like I felt like I was the shit. Like I know a lot of people yeah. have a hard time in high school, but I did not like I just got there and felt great like Ready. so many kids from our middle school went okay yeah. to, to Beacon where I went to high school so I knew a lot of people I had friends there and I, Jude always tells me the story when I show up on the first day like a bunch of kids like ran over to me oh, you know okay, like yeah. I was lucky in that way that I had a community but I had no idea how much deeper my life was gonna get yeah and I also had no idea the struggle that was gonna come with that I find it worth it. There is something beautiful about the innocence, but there's also something beautiful about the struggle. And I'd say that they're both valuable, but I would never want to live without the struggle. Yes. So, yeah. So I think you're totally right. But at the same time, like, I'll take the the current day me any day. Now, that, that was a really interesting idea. I think something that's popping out to me is it it seems like the best thing you can do once you have set yourself on this goal let's say you're already out the door you're walking along the path I believe that the best thing you can do is just to treat it with the most importance you possibly can you you just try to be you know the the most yourself the most you know, uh, like the present. best you possibly, yeah. I feel like it's all about presence and like yeah. awareness and focus. And I, maybe I feel that way cause I have ADHD and I have a really hard time focusing right. on things. But when you are focused on something just for yourself, like if you're on that journey, being aware and present makes such a big difference in how you feel during and after it, yes. what you get yeah. out of it. Like you kind of get what you give. Kind of thing. Yeah, you get out yeah. of it what you put into it I mean so yeah so 
you're saying you could you could do something, but if you're if you're really oh like aware and, and present that you're actually doing this thing, then you almost get more out of it. Yeah, definitely. Like my dad would always say to me, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is something I would tell to my kids. There you I'll go. I'll pass that one on, Eric. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think like if you go to I don't know, you go to let's say you go to the pharmacy. Okay, yeah. that's your journey. Just something small. You're going to the pharmacy. You're going to buy some Advil, and you're coming back. Um, we are not sponsoring Advil. Um, yeah. Then yet. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, you could go and you could do that on your phone. You know, you could go walk there on your phone. You're listening to music. You're watching TikToks, whatever. And you might miss like the street performer. Yeah. You know, yeah. who's really interesting, or you might miss like the person who's getting mugged that like you could, yeah, go, you help. could go help right or, like and those are just deeper experiences so you know you're gonna be entertained you're gonna go get it done there's nothing wrong with that i but but you will miss on uh, you'll miss out on something you don't even know you didn't even you don't yeah, know what you're missing right, out on yeah. i think that's always constant in life is you don't know what you're missing out on no one ever Absolutely. feels like they know what they're missing out on. You're just going well, about it. I think it's just we have this desire to know everything about our world. So every piece that we have, we like to put it into this thing and we say, this is what the world yeah, is. Yeah, this is it. There's no more to it. But there could be a piece you don't even know you're missing, right? Yeah, it's, 100%. It's like, and you, I think everybody owes it to themselves. To, if they ever have an idea, like it, maybe I want to go take fencing lessons. Like If that idea flashes through your head... I feel like you owe it to yourself to go give it a shot because you don't know how how full your world could be. Yeah, at least investigate what it what it, mm-hmm. where you could go to fence yeah. or something. I know like people that. who are very easily made uncomfortable and as a result their life is just isn't very rich yes. with yes. because they're afraid of trying new things. And that is horrifying to me because you just don't know what you're missing. Yeah, yeah, no that Okay, well, so do you think that it's it's worth it? Would you rather be content and happy, or would you rather be struggling for something grander? And, and you know it's very possible to achieve this thing that you really want, mm. but every every day you just feel so far away from it. I think if if there if that exists, which it does, something that I want really badly and that I've been grinding for and it does it's impossible for me to forget about it and be content without it if anything the journey so far has made me content right like my life present day I'm content I'm happy with how it's going we just got dropped by our label and I can't I don't feel bad about it like because that just means there's that much more journey ahead of us right yeah you know now you get to do it yourself or now you get to find a new record label which might lead you to a new opportunity exactly and I just have no idea yeah so yes I mean I think that I've always considered this because I didn't go to college that like there's a world out there where I did go to college and I got my degree and I became a teacher and I hated the hours and I hated the kids but I loved the work and I had a family and that's it like the happy and content no greater struggle but just 
you know, because, like, I was so inspired by, like, we had this teacher, Mr. Erickson. Oh, yeah. In eighth grade, who was just Very... a crazy motherfucker and yeah. a genius and just so loving and so excited and so artsy. Like, if I could go affect kids the way that he affected us, yeah, I would be content. I would be happy. Yes. You know, but, um... But, but in order to I do did, that, yeah. In order to do that, you have to be striving for something. You have to be more than just a teacher who shows up to work. Yeah, and that's like his greater journey, and I think that's amazing for him. But like for me, the greater journey is throwing my entire life into yeah. music. Yeah. Hoping that I really come out on top because I want to so bad. Like right. I think my band is great and. People seem to like us, so I I want it so bad to be I want it to be my whole life. Yeah, and that's just what I want. And like, if it doesn't, if I turn thirty, and I, we still have twenty thousand followers on Instagram and no more, like, I don't know, I'll start thinking about doing other Walk stuff away, yeah, on the side. But at the same time, like, I don't even know if I ever would walk away. Hmm. You know, maybe walk away from doing it full time, but. I just see it going really well and always it always being a part of my life like not that we're the Rolling Stones and not that I'd want to be but the Rolling Stones are still touring to this day even though like they're fucking dying away right yeah so it's like that's really till the end and there's something cool about that like that grand journey but I don't know hypothetical like you become really successful like really fast you know what else is there right yeah and 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 it almost feels to me as if becoming that successful and actually achieving the thing you've been striving for so long is a little bit harmful and it, it might actually make you uh, less of a good artist let's yeah. say like you know it takes away probably but yeah but I, I feel like it's still so important to have that to, to be reaching for that it's like I, I think that um the real solution is just to keep looking for things along the way that you might be interested in and that you know if if whatever you're doing doesn't work out god forbid you are able to just be like all right that's fine i now i get more time to do this mm -hmm. you know and i i think that is a thing that's very powerful because yeah. you you will never be unhappy as long as you have something to reach for it reminds me of like the surfing analogy where we talked about like a failure as like getting off the wave, but a success can be the end of the wave too. Yes. And if you ride one into yeah. the beach, then you can't just jump back into the water. It's not going to feel as You get stuck. Right. So yeah. you have to really like, that's really interesting to me. You have to know when to, you have to be prepared for success. If you're aiming for like success of like a, like where there's one thing mm -hmm. and you can get it and then that's, that's it then you have to be prepared to um you know start from zero after that and that's really hard and it's a tumble i feel like justin bieber like got successful and then he was a disaster you yes, know as and, an example it seems like he he hated it you know yeah and and like do you okay do you ever think it it would be a problem to get too big to where you know, you, you're talked about in the news all the time. People try to misshape your words and all that. I mean, I try not to actively speak out against that because I think that's almost a good problem to have if you're a musician. Like, in, oh, you're so 
accepted and celebrated that everyone's that picking at everyone. hating you. Yeah. I mean, that's just or the, they hate on you. I yeah. think you're asking for it by trying to be a celebrity because the only reason that it exists is because people love to watch you rise and then they love to watch you fall. Yes. And I think yeah. that's part of it. So, I mean, I don't think you can really pick and choose what parts of it you want if you're asking the public, if you're asking for the public's af- affection. It's very true. You can't yeah. ask for it to be unconditional because they don't really know you. So do you think that you would be happy if people were, let's say, talking shit about you in the news all the time? Would you still be happy to be mentioned and to be known as someone that has that kind of impact on people? Well, to kind of also answer your first question, it's not really what I want. Like, I don't want to be in the news. I don't want to be, like, a character. Yeah. You know? I think there's a difference between, like, someone who's great and someone who's, you know, someone, there's like someone who's great, like, I don't know, like a, a Jacko Pastorius, like, you've probably never heard of him, like, I don't know, maybe. The runner? A bass player. Oh, okay. And I it's like, Oscar Pastorius. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm bullshitting, I don't know who that is. Oh, okay, okay. But yeah. like, there's someone who's great, who are like, a lot of people look up to, but it's not a celebrity. Then there's like, Ice Spice, who's like somewhere in between, like, she's totally a character. But also she has, like, the skill that she has. And then there's, like, the Kardashians who obviously are businesswomen, and that's their thing, but... But they're mostly the characters. They're mostly the characters, right? Like, so to be a, um... To be in the news like that, like, doesn't sound appealing to me in the first place. Yeah. But, again, it's, like, a good problem to have. So, so you... Would you rather play small shows for people that love you? They're just fucking screaming their heads off, you know, like absolutely. Or to have that where you're kind of known very well and ubiquitous, but people don't really like you actually. And and some people want to see you fail. Like, is there, do you believe that there's a different, like, do you believe that there's a, a positive to being unknown and happy? A hundred percent. I think this is the best part of it. I think I... I don't think it'll ever get better than it is right now. Right. But similar to, like, the ninth grade me versus the now me, it's still my responsibility to grow. Absolutely. But I have no idea where it's going to go. Is there a world where just quitting now and being happy with what I have? Like, there's there's a world where, like, we stopped during high school and went to college. Like, we played some great shows. We opened for the 1975. Yeah. One of my favorite bands. I mean, they have it the best, I think, where, like, all their... They're playing to arenas of people who adore them. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. But also, they get a little bit of shit, but yeah, Matty right. Healy doesn't seem to care because he's funny. Right, yeah. And smart. So, that's, like, ideal, but between the two options you proposed, like, which do I think is better? Like, obviously... What would you rather have? Well, right now, I'd rather have the small thing. Yeah. If in 10 years I'm still doing the small thing... I think the lack of growth isn't satisfying. So even if it changes, I want to grow. Yeah. I want it to be bigger, and I'm not looking forward to hate, you know? Yeah. I actually think that the lack of hate that we get right now speaks to why we're not massive. Yeah. Like, I think we need to be more hateable. Um, yeah. I think we need to start beef and I think we need to <laughs> I think we need to be like offensive in some way or another like and I don't know because that will draw some people really irreversibly towards you yeah exactly right. to be polarizing yeah. Yeah. is like and 
like kind of drive a wedge well, into I, people. I, I think that's a sign of a, a great, a truly great person is that, like, obviously, you know, there's going to be people who don't like you, and, and that's not really important because you're so able to, to be yourself that, that you're okay with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And then as an entertainer, it goes even a step further because you have to be ridiculous and it's and more people aren't gonna and, like and you showman yeah, yeah. and it equally doesn't matter but I don't right. know I think some people are built for to be able to take hate and some people aren't um, and I know of at least one celebrity who like just really isn't built for it and it just affects them so negatively and well, it's, what's the example you have in mind oh no it's like a, someone I know personally oh okay yeah but like um, and I just, I see them and I just feel so awful, like, that they struggle with that because in a way they asked for it. Right. And they got it, but now it hurts them. Yes. And that sucks, but like, I don't know, I think I could take it. Right. Because yeah. I'm really proud of myself. And like, I was doing a photo shoot with, um, with Kate Diamond, who has this like new fashion, like store called, um, like working title okay and her instagram is this is my working title and we just put out a shirt together and we were doing a photo shoot in a public place and i was all over the place like i was on the floor i was wetting my hair i was like lying down on a yes, pinball machine yes. whatever like getting in people's faces and she's like you're the perfect person to do this with because you don't care what anyone thinks of you right yeah and is that true i definitely don't care what strangers think of me like, I care what people close to me think of me. Yes. But I think that's easier to, you know, take care of just by being a good person as opposed to, like, what strangers think of you by being, I don't know, insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, I always think of it as, you know, somebody having a bad day is going to look at you on the street. They're going to be like, that guy's got a funny fucking face. I hate that guy's face, you know? And, and there's always going to be that kind of energy around. It's just whether or not you internalize it really impacts, you know, the way you feel. 100%. Because there's some people who are so concerned with this hypothetical hatred or like this hypothetical. Yeah, they're judging. worried they're going to yeah. be judged hypothetically. It, it paralyzes them. Yes, from doing I know about that. They actually want. Yeah. Oh, that is such a good point, and it's heartbreaking. I mean, I feel like I suffer from that a little bit. I feel like people in my life suffer from that a little bit. And it's so sad. I mean, luckily I don't suffer from it. Like, I still do my thing. Yes. Of course, but there's more than I want to do. Like, I always bring up the example to my friends that, like, I'd love to put out an album myself, but I don't know if I'm ready. And it's like, who's to decide, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. It, that's just me being worried. You may no, never be ready, but you could still do it. Exactly. Yeah. And then if I did it, I would make it in a way that I loved it. Absolutely. And I would be ready. Yeah. So it's like, I'm aware of that, but I'm still horrified of the judgment. Um, and so are other people. And it's it's a hard thing to deal with. But it's also kind of bullshit. Like, mm. you just have to make the jump. I mean, I think, I feel like I could give anyone advice. If they want to, if like, you know, people are like, oh, you're a doctor, like, what do you have any advice for how to become a doctor? Oh, oh, you're a comedian. Do you have any advice? Like, oh, you're a construction. If you want to do anything, the advice is to do it. Right. Just to yes. start. Yes. And that's not always easy, but 
but, but it also is because so you, you, you have can, to tell yourself I can handle this I can handle even this even if it's not going well there's this phrase I love um, people who say they can and people who say they can't are often right Ah, uh, yeah, right. Yeah, it's like a self, uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, yeah, a, a self-fulfilling prophecy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's it's real. Like, if you don't think you can climb a building, you're never going to do it. You won't even try. You won't exactly. even get close to the building. Yeah, you're not even going to pick one out. And if you don't think that you can be a musician, then you're not going to try to... Do it. Pick up an instrument. Exactly. But it's like you never... But if you do think that you can, then you will try. So I think if there's anything in your life... I'm speaking to the people now. Sure, yeah. If there's anything in your life that... People, listen up. If there's anything in your life that you want to do but you feel like you can't, then you just got to start saying that you can. And you just have to say it until you can believe it. Because if you don't, you're screwed, mama. It's not happening. So... Believe in yourself and just go out there and just do it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know what? I think that's a good note to end on. Yeah, I feel yeah. like that could be good. Nice, inspiring message for yeah. people. And, uh, stay, I'm going to plug myself. Oh, yeah, yeah. Stay, t- stay tuned for, uh, the We Needed This podcast coming out in April. Ooh. Uh, We Needed This with Lark LePage. Lark LePage, and Hen- I always mispronounce that. <laughs> she hates me for it. Lark LePage and Henry Pearl, and listen to Laundry Day, and peace and love. And shout out Henry Cates for doing this. Sick. All right.